Okay. Thanks for listening and joining us for another episode of Discover Hid River. And I want to introduce today the guest, Emily, uh, who is the owner and creator of Unqualified Talk, a podcast based out of Oregon. And, Hi, guys. Uh, so, so to introduce Emily a little bit more, um, we we met at the, on the riverfront. No, yeah. And and you you work at the Gelato. Yep, Romeo Gelato down on the water mm-hmm. in downtown Hood River. All right. So so tell us about the unqualified talk. How did you get How did you get started with that? And yeah. So um, this past year, I go to Oregon State University where I study uh, civil engineering, and I recently got into podcasts and was just listening to them a bunch and fell in love with mm-hmm. listening to other people you know, talk. I am 21. So I listen to a lot of mm-hmm. younger podcasters and I used to do YouTube a lot in high school and it was really fun, but it took a lot of time to edit videos and it was just a lot more work. Whereas when I started looking into creating my own podcast, I realized I think I would have, you know, a good amount of time to do this and it wouldn't take over like YouTube did. Mm-hmm. So I just did a bunch of research. I looked into mics, started coming up with ideas. And then I would say that process took me like four or five months before I finally got my first podcast together. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I have a really good friend who created my cover art, who I go to school with. And that's basically all you really need is your cover art, a mic, and then a system to, you know, record and edit. Mm-hmm. What what do, what do you use to record your podcast? Yeah, so I use Anchor, which is a Spotify app. Mm-hmm. Um, and I record and edit through this. And it's super easy. It's super simple. Mm-hmm. And it's been really helpful because before I wouldn't have known, you know, how to go about. Because podcasts, you need a certain feed, the RSS feed. Mm-hmm. Which doing by yourself is a little bit more difficult. Whereas this app kind of does everything for you. And right. it's really nice. Right, and that—that's the wh- which app is that again? Anchor by Anchor Spotify. App. Okay. Yep. Okay, I have yet to download the Anchor app, so I'm gonna have to look into that myself. Yeah, I so. actually heard it on another podcaster's episode. It was one of their um, ads, mm-hmm. and so I looked into it, and it—it's awesome. It okay. has everything all in one so, place. So, and you grew up here in Hood River, right? right? Yeah. Okay. My okay. whole life, born okay. and raised. I'm from. Upper Valley, so Parkdale area. I live actually right on the cusp between Parkdale and Odell. Okay. Yep. Okay. So so how, how was it growing up around here? It was amazing. I wouldn't trade it for any other place. Um, the hope is to actually return here mm-hmm. later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just grew up out in the forest. I had no neighbors, and so... You could do whatever you right. want, like basically i was outside all the time as a kid cool with my siblings i have two older siblings so we just spent a lot of time outdoors awesome camping hiking doing all that stuff yeah and now you're going to um osu for um it was civil engineering right okay and Mm -hmm. is it that's your ultimate goal is to become yeah so initially i went in as a bio major um and i played volleyball for two years at a community college like 15 minutes away from Oregon State Mm -hmm. and it was it wasn't until I was a sophomore that I kind of realized like hey I think I could actually do this engineering thing Mm -hmm. you know I'm I can I'm not great at math but I'm not terrible and I Mm -hmm. can I think I could get through that and so I was actually an electrical engineer Um, my dad and brother are both linemen and we have linemen in our family from years Mm -hmm. past so I started as electrical and this past year after my fall term, I realized this isn't for me. I don't really like this mm-hmm. and just made the transition to civil engineering before it was too late. Mm-hmm. And I love it so far. I've had two terms of taking civil classes and then I'll have two more years at Oregon State. I'm going to show my complete ignorance on this subject, but like, <laughs> what is, what is civil engineer? Yeah. So civil engineer, civil engineering can be broken up into like kind of different categories so there's transportation which is building efficient roadways or you know mm-hmm. building new infrastructure to help improve mm-hmm. travel for people and then there's also the water side of it which is what i'm most interested in which can mm-hmm. either be like dams water systems whether that be like uh, filtration systems 
And that's um, what you're you're mostly interested in is right. the water. Or like pipelines. So, so is there any plan to like maybe work along the Columbia River and the dam? Yeah, for or? sure. I don't know if I... I haven't done a whole lot of research into the dams. I would ideally want to do um, water systems and try to create, you know, a more efficient, environmental-friendly mm-hmm. system. There's a couple cool places in town that are doing stuff like this. Um, there's one in town, I want to say, FCA, Farmers Conservation Alliance. Um, and they work on irrigation systems that help like the f- local fish be able to mm-hmm. you know survive and get through these passages, um, which is a really cool company. So hopefully next summer I'll be able to do an internship at one of these other places um, yeah. in town because that'd be really cool. Now, do you have it? Would you have anything to do with like the like the power generation of of the dams? Right. Then? Yeah, I think it would be really cool to like. I don't, I don't know if people are doing this here. I haven't looked into it, but using like solar energy to, to like clean water or, you know, get these systems in a more green energy efficient way. Okay. So in, is that like another, like sort of an interest that you have is the green energy? As yes, well? for okay. sure. Um, okay. We've started diving into that a little bit in school. Um, my last term, I would say, was when my, you know, my classes got more focused towards my degree, whereas before, you know, they were all like the back core math, physics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of the more, in my opinion, boring things that try to weed out kids before they get right. to like really dive into the programs that they're going to mm-hmm. be using and mm-hmm. all that. Wow. Yeah. Now, what's what's your opinion on, um, I think, like all of... We have a lot of green technology coming in. Yeah, right? for I sure. See, I've seen, like, I've noticed here in Hood River, we've got the that new Tesla t- charging station. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that at, at Safeway. Um, now, does that, fall, does that by chance fall under civil engineering or is that a completely different thing altogether? Um, I don't... I like, think like, technically it could be. Engineering is such a cool thing that they kind of all have overlap. Mm-hmm. I feel as though engineering is a great degree to pursue because... Even if you're a civil engineer, you could get hired on a company that uses like a lot of mechanical or a lot of um, electrical, and they probably would be able to find a spot for you regardless because mm-hmm. a lot of your back core knowledge is all the same mm-hmm. as engineers. Mm-hmm. It's just little different courses here and there. Like obviously mm-hmm. an electrical engineer is going to have more background in circuits versus a mm-hmm. civil engineer. But mechanical also does a lot of circuit work, so... They would so there's probably a lot of know. overlap yeah. and everything. Yeah. And your your father and your brother, did, did um, they got a degree in electrical engineering then from... Right. Uh, so my dad, he went to a four-year university when realistically he didn't have to because mm-hmm. trade is a little bit different where you can do programs um, that are a lot shorter. So like my brother right now, he's just an electrician. And he's still mm-hmm. finishing his classes while working here in mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. to become a lineman. So there's a difference between electrician and lineman. But if you're an electrician, you go to he went to school for, I think, like three months and then mm-hmm. was able to just start working immediately. And now he's and that, taking is, his... Isn't that a dangerous job? Lineman? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think I've seen bumper, not bumper stickers, but like, I mean, you sometimes I see things on trucks and... Um, yeah, that seems like a very dangerous job. I've seen yeah. I've seen YouTube videos of this this lightning going in between. Mm-hmm. Like, is that and that's what your that's that's what your family yeah. takes care of, right? So, um, I actually did an internship last summer at Hood River Electric Co-op here, and mm-hmm. it's located in Odell, um, and that's where my dad works as a lineman. And yeah, it's pretty intense work sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. cool. I remember when I was in eighth grade i want to say or somewhere in middle school if people you know have grown up here too they'll remember the ice storm where we didn't have school for a week and power at my house was down for a week we went old school where we were like boiling water on the stovetop really? and my dad was out that whole week he'd come back and sleep for like four hours and then he'd go back out to get really? you know the poles you know yeah. fixed so that people had power so yeah it can be a very yeah. intensive job yeah, kudos for to sure. him. Kudos to him for for doing that because, like, when when people don't have power in the wintertime, that's that can be life and death. Yeah, exactly. You know, some people yeah. some people can't survive without power mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So, wow. So that's that's um, that's really exciting that you're going in such a like a technology driven 
feel right yeah that, and and you're going to oh you said osu right yep okay and how was it down there oh it's awesome Really? Oregon State is known for engineering and agriculture. That's yeah. like their main two degrees really? that they specialize in. Um, so the facilities are amazing. The campus itself is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I toured a lot of schools before I decided Oregon State because initially I didn't want to be in Oregon. I wanted to leave. Thank goodness mm-hmm. I didn't because mm-hmm. I enjoy coming back home. Um, but yeah, a beautiful campus. It's I'm really excited to be going back um this next week because fall is like my favorite time there because Mm -hmm. the campus is just so lush they do a great job and i I hear really great things about especially the food yeah like i i personally Mm -hmm. have yet to go to the osu campus which oh my gosh the downtown area the old downtown area of oregon state Mm -hmm. their food is amazing they have a lot of great great restaurants yeah good coffee good you know breweries with like hamburgers and that kind of thing it's been really fun exploring there you know Mm -hmm. because hood river is smaller when you grow up you know in the same Mm -hmm. place like you grow to really like the food in one place but then when Mm -hmm. you get to like leave and branch out and try you know because i don't know if we have a whole lot of like mediterranean or indian cuisine but they have so much down there it's just really cool experiencing different we we used to have a uh um thursday night at the riverside grill at the best western mm-hmm. like thursday night was indian night i'm not sure if they're bringing it back i'm, I'm gonna need to check with them and see if they're gonna bring it back but we yeah. did but that was that was really great indian cuisine i was there every single thursday yeah and um as far as like mediterranean i think uh i mean we we do have a, a couple italian places i know that but mm-hmm. um I, i'm not really sure if it's going to be the same like type of mediterranean because right. if you're talking greek or something then then no we don't yeah uh, as far as i know i don't think we have any greek restaurants around yeah here. another another guest of mine uh yaniv was uh he did mention that he's thinking about opening up an israeli food truck yeah you're talking about year. that yeah that's really cool yeah. yeah well it's cool seeing too um the food cart growth in hood river mm-hmm. i you know when i lived in the corvallis area there's a a place um albany oregon which is like 15 minutes from corvallis that's where i went to community college and they have this big outdoor venue patio thing that has just lines of food carts. Mm-hmm. And food cart food is so good. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And there, I've seen a couple more on the Heights, like one including a Chinese place that I mm-hmm. really need to go try mm-hmm. before I leave. Because yeah. um, I've heard good things about it. And obviously all the, you know, yep. Hispanic food carts throughout the gorge are just amazing. Mm-hmm. Their food is yep. great. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Totally. So, um, so let's uh, tell me more about the unqualified talk. And, and so, um, what uh, what what prompted you to first get in, in into into that? Yeah. So, like I said, I was listening to podcasts a lot, almost more than music, which is like hard to beat for me because I listen to mm-hmm. music all the time. And you know, I know that I have. A natural gift of being able to talk and talk mm-hmm. and talk for hours mm-hmm. and so I thought you know something in life must have brought this idea to me because it's now that I've been doing it I mm-hmm. I really enjoy it it's not you know mm-hmm. so, a hobby of mine that's a chore ever it's just really fun to get on a mic and just talk to people and what what are some of the some of the episodes and some of the topics that you kind of yeah go over? so um my one of my first ones which was one of my favorite ones to record was college and my Mm -hmm. experience with college living with other people and what that's like you know Mm -hmm. how to balance school and your social life you know can be very hard Mm -hmm. um i did an episode on my pet peeves which was really fun and i asked my listeners like what their pet peeves were sure and then um a recent one I did was my anxiety story anxiety is something and mental health in mm-hmm. general is something I've you know struggled with especially in the past you know three years mm-hmm. going through high school and college and so this is something that affects a lot of people my age I would say majority of people my age struggle with some sort of mental health issue it does it does seem that um, and I, I don't know if, she, if it's just my observation that like as time progresses, it, it almost seems 
that that more there's like more and more people i don't know if it's it's because our culture is making it much safer for people to express that they have right. anxiety but yeah um i'm glad that you opened up about it because i know that that's that's such a major thing for so many people and regardless of the fact that um like um of that you know you're you're in in like a great you know hood river and osu are just like great towns got super great right. food um that doesn't negate the fact that you know we can all get like really really stressed out yeah. sometimes so so how do you how do you how do you personally deal with with when anxiety starts attacking like yeah. how do you deal with that um so i first discovered i had you know anxiety when i was a junior in high school and i didn't know what that meant before looking back the signs were there that i was an anxious nervous person even as a kid but what what know, are the signs um so for me personally mine is the constant overthinking and i'm an extreme perfectionist and so when i was young i played a lot of sports and i would just be very hard on myself and a lot of negative self-talk mm-hmm. about myself um when i was struggling i didn't i didn't want to ever disappoint people i was a huge people pleaser and I still struggle with that. And that's something I try to work on all the time. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was just that constant not getting your thoughts to shut off ever, especially like going to sleep. I, you know, for a while struggled with getting to bed because my brain just would not shut Mm -hmm. off. And I would just be either rethinking about things that happened in the past or conversations that I had. Like, why did I say that? Um, So yeah, just like, always a constant battle and then i started to get panic attacks which i had never experienced Mm -hmm. before um when i was a junior and those were really scary because if you've never had a panic attack before you don't really know what's going on you're just like why can i not breathe right now now is this is it a panic attack is so so um is that because uh there's literally nothing making you you just just comes out of nowhere yeah it could be that you just Like, because some days you can wake up just stressed and Mm -hmm. not have, you know, a reasoning behind that. Mm -hmm. And those are the days that I find most annoying because if I know what my stressor is, I can try to figure out, you know, how to alleviate that. But sometimes you just have, you know, this built up, whether it be like too much cortisol or or you're just like you're freaking out Mm -hmm. when you wake up. Um, And so when that happens to me. Uh, the the best thing that I can do for myself is go out and get some exercise because, mm-hmm. you know, high cortisol levels can be decreased by getting physical activity. Mm-hmm. So I that's why I exercise so much. I no longer drink caffeine because um, I used to drink it all the time. And then this past year when I was drinking coffee all the time, I was just mm-hmm. so anxious all the time. Yeah. And my yeah. anxiety, there was nothing stressing me out, but I, mm-hmm. I was just so amped up. And I'm already an amped up person, so I don't need to add to it. Sure. Um, so those are two of the, like, quitting caffeine, getting exercise, and then social media. Social mm-hmm. media is a great thing, but it can also be a really negative thing for a lot of people of any age, especially, you know, younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get off social media when I'm, I'm really anxious because it just, it fuels me even more. I see, mm-hmm. you know, usually you just see the good in people's lives on social media which sure. can be very triggering if, you know, mm-hmm. you're not feeling too great about your life or the way that you appear to other people. Um, so I try to get off of it. Sure. Yeah. As much as yeah. I can. Social media is, um, it's a great tool because right. because we both we both use Instagram to promote yeah. our, our, our podcast and everything. But now I, I have the advantage of like only discovering Instagram like about two years ago. Right. So, which so. I've had Instagram since. Yeah, you know, I don't and, know. Eighth and, grade and freshman that, year. That, that brings that that brings me to like like a just a massive question is is to like so what is it doing to to young to, kids? To, to young because this is the first generation in history that have just they're gonna right. be they're born into like a world of like social media and the the problem that I see with social media is like I think um, like so when I first heard about Instagram. I know this is going to sound funny given the fact that like I think a lot of people see me like sort of interact so much on Instagram but like I the first thing I thought was like why in the world would anybody want to watch like what I eat 
Like, and yeah. it's like, that just yeah. boggled my mind. I could not. Yeah. And when I would, I would hear people and they would say hashtags and I didn't know what, what like, that meant. I mean, yeah. Just up until a couple of years ago, I didn't know what like a mm-hmm. hashtag was Yeah, as, as funny as that may seem. Yeah. And, um, it's not until you kind of, you kind of get into it. I think, um, I think I'm pretty well, like, so like my, my brain has far been developed to the point where there's no like growth right so right. i am who i am you yeah know? and and social media i don't think is going to change that i grew up on just regular books yeah right so but yeah i i get it like so so somebody that is um um sort of like has like sort of like let's let's say for example an innate like like sort of like um mechanism for for panic attacks and anxiety mm-hmm. so then you add social media and, and the just... problem that i see with social media is is uh, you're just bombarded by nothing but like everybody is doing better than you right exactly it's always a competition it's always you know who has the perfect body who has the perfect vacations i don't don't know if it's a i don't know if it's a like uh the um i would describe it as a competition as as it is like um it it um it reinf like if you have any thought of like like i'm i'm not doing so well in life like Mm -hmm. it, it reinforces that sort of like that that negative thought that yeah that um everybody is doing way better than the, you way better things right? are you and know. and i now i know that's not true you right know, we should all be thankful like we all have like good things going for good us good things and yeah exactly there's and, good and bad in everybody's life right yeah and and social media is is very very deceptive and that you you can you can basically spice up your pictures however right right and it just makes um now, I don't think that people intentionally they they don't they don't put stuff out there to make people feel bad. It's just they want everyone to see um, a good time in their life. Right. But but the inadvertent thing that it does is make other people feel like like you just compare like, your life to others. You you can't help but a lot of people can't help but compare themselves right. and feel bad about themselves and mm-hmm. and so yeah I get it. I get it. So, so you 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 cut off social media for like maybe a couple of days at a time, or yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, I'm like the last to escape the growing up with social media. I didn't have a phone till I was in eighth grade. Okay. So, and Snapchat and Instagram were not a thing until I was probably in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So, my whole elementary and majority of my middle school, I was not on social media, mm-hmm. thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, when I know that I'm feeling really stressed, like this past year, when I moved back down to Corvallis last fall, I was really, really struggling with both anxiety and depression. And I decided to go a whole month with no type of social media. And because I did that, I'm now so aware of the hold that it can have on me. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, here and there, I would give it up for like a week or a couple days when I needed it. But going that whole month, I now understand how vicious it can be to be on it all the time. And I see it mm-hmm. with, you know, my peers and my friends that I'm around. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hang out with people and all you hear is TikTok scrolling on every single person's phone and nobody's nobody's having a genuine conversation. Yeah. And I think that's why, too, now, like, it bugs me a little bit mm-hmm. when people are just glued to their phone because... I, you know, I enjoy having conversations like we survived so long without having these social media apps and we were Mm -hmm. forced to instead of avoiding an awkward situation by going on your phone, like you have to have a conversation with somebody Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we just Mm -hmm. like don't really do that anymore. Yeah. Or when you're walking in the hallway and you don't want to look at somebody, you just look at your phone. Yeah. And I just think that it's, it's very interesting and I don't think people oftentimes realize how addicted they are. Because there's a very good show on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And one of the things that... It, I keep hearing about that. People yeah, keep telling me to it's watch a great, that. It's a great documentary. It's all these head people who helped, you know, create Pinterest, Google Gmail, um, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And these people are really concerned and they're the ones who created it. So obviously, you know, there are some problems with it that we just aren't mm-hmm. yet. I think it's being talked about more. But mm-hmm. really, it comes down to whether or not you want to let it control your life or not. Mm-hmm. You can't make people get off social media. It's all kind of willpower at that yeah, point. Yeah, and I I get how how addictive those things can be because like when I first got on TikTok, I thought this is this is actually kind of stupid. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't see the thing, but 
you know, you get to... Uh, but then it gets you, to more you, of you, what you like to see. Yeah, the algorithm yeah. gets way more precise. Exactly. And that's what keeps exactly. you on the app. And and that's... I, I personally... Like, I purposefully limit myself to, I think, three scrolls a day mm-hmm. on TikTok if I can... Now, there are times when I break, like, I just, I'm just completely just bored, in which yeah. case I'll, I mean, there's some interesting things that you can see on TikTok, but I really don't like what, um, and I know we're completely going get, to get get into psychology here, so yeah. if any psychologist is listening, please, right. please comment <laughs> if we, like, if we post Are this. we getting this all wrong? Yeah. Yeah, are we getting this all wrong? So, um, it, I've, I've heard that it is, um, it, like, it is contributing massively to ADHD, yes right so so now people don't even mm-hmm. have the attention span to watch like a simple youtube video well, because they're because they're so used right. to scrolling through two minute videos and i think that's why too i get so upset when people have a lack of patience patience is something that i was always taught as a kid to have mm-hmm. i i think that some people are born with patience but it's definitely something that you can learn but we're just so used to going on amazon and ordering a package and having it show up you know two days later mm-hmm even a day maybe and it's just really frustrating too when you're out you know at the grocery store or you know at the pharmacy and people are getting pissed because they have to wait in a line yeah and it's like where is our sense of you know patience and and yeah and understanding that you can't have everything in the snap of a finger yeah we live in a world that goes like 99 miles an hour compared to what it was like even 10 years ago yeah like exactly. Ten years ago, we didn't even. Well, what was it like? Twenty twelve. Yeah, we did have the iPhone, but, but the iPhone, but we didn't have like all these like apps that. No, can, and like, nothing was developed the way that it is now, at all. No, no. Like social media apps are pretty crazy. How yeah, how precise that they can be. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're gonna get. Um, I think that they're they're even they're gonna get even probably even worse as time goes on mm-hmm. because. Because remember, like technology and all of these like algorithms and AI that they got now, like it knows exactly what you want. Yeah. Right. And to where it's going to be. I personally think that in a couple of years, like it's it's going to be um, it's going to be pretty mind blowing. Like what um, they're, they're already talking about, like, you know, like you've got like the metaverse coming. Yes. You've which got, is like so nuts to me. Mm-hmm. I watched like a video on Paris or is it Paris Hilton who's like making a metaverse where hers is just like these clubs that you can be in like with your own so, avatar that you like so, dress up yeah. and all this stuff and I'm like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. instead of being outside everybody's gonna be in a metaverse yeah yeah the that this I've I I have seen some pretty crazy stuff about what what they think is is gonna be coming and um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, you're going to have people like living probably f- full time virtually in this virtual world. Right. And it's, it's going to be, um, the crazy thing too, is like, like in, from what I've seen, like it may be possible for, for people to actually live in this virtual world for like 24 hours a day because yeah. like, cause what, what, I mean, getting back to engineering, like I've, I've seen some stuff like what robots are on the horizon now. Yeah. Right. I mean, robot robots might be coming and taking a lot away of our jobs, and yeah, that, that leaves humans with nothing better to do except scroll on social media, right, or go in a metaverse. Yeah, yeah. So get out there and hunt and fish, and like get yeah. out in nature. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And thank you for preserving nature too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I'm getting gonna, getting I'm to the try. point. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So um, so so you limit your your social media exposure, um. Now, any other sort of like thing, tips um, and tricks that you do to kind of keep yeah, the anxiety There are down? a lot of like great resources out there, whether it be like social media apps or videos that you can find on YouTube for meditation, breathing work. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to, you know, calm yourself down if you feel like you're very anxious or feel a panic attack coming on. I, when I, you know, I struggle with keeping my routine all the time with meditating but when i am consistent about it it really does help getting a cup of chamomile tea helps Mm -hmm. um now when you say meditating so how do you meditate so i usually just listen to like i have this app called insight timer and they either have like breathing work or manifestation meditations 
usually you're just listening to somebody else and you're just focusing on what they're telling you to do and really focusing on clearing out your mind and when you feel mm-hmm. an invasive thought coming mm-hmm. recognizing it and then not letting it you know take over your goal which is to not mm-hmm. be thinking mm-hmm. um and then i try to get lots of sleep sleep is so important something that you know we don't always allow ourselves to get especially as a college student for some reason i don't know why people feel as though it's like not important when you're you're in your 20s when i think that is like the time when you need it the most exactly um especially if you're a student and working and trying to have a social life like and it can be very hard to tell people no and to put yourself and your priorities first and that's something that i've gotten really good at finally is you know if i don't want to go out till midnight tonight i'm going to tell you no that Mm -hmm. i need this sleep Mm -hmm. to be recovered for tomorrow so that Mm -hmm. i'm not waking up anxious sure um and there was one other thing i can't remember it now it'll come back to me so 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 you're pretty good about just telling people no yeah and this is something that has taken me a really long time to finally master because Because you have that uh, that opposing thing of you want to please people and and you want right i want to please people and i feel like if i tell people no they're going to be like mad at me or they're going to think badly Mm -hmm. of me when in reality if they truly are people that care about you Mm -hmm. and are good friends in your life they're not going to be mad at you if you tell them no yeah putting myself first is something that has been the goal for this recent year as i've you know struggled this past year with my anxiety Mm -hmm. um and you know for some people medication is necessary i've gone on and off meds um I don't think that it's the answer, but I think that when you're really struggling, medication can get to you to a point where you can then, you know, think about and try to figure out what can I do to help myself on my own. And when mm-hmm. I'm at a good place, maybe I can go off this medication and try to see if, you know, these tools that I've come up with and have implemented into my life can maybe help and I don't mm-hmm. need this medication any longer. So Which is what has been your experience with medication? Has it did it help or what? Yes. You? Um, so I've probably been on and off three times now. And this past time when I was really struggling, I got on medication. I, you know, started talking to a therapist again and she kind of helped me, you know, implement the things like journaling, um, doing my meditations, getting to bed early. Mm-hmm. And then when I felt like I was finally like on those patterns really well and on that good routine and i felt like i was maybe you know at a place where i thought i think i might be able to handle this without the meds then i went off of them and thankfully yeah i'm good i'm good good. now but i know that if i ever you know get to a bad place again that those can be an option but not something i should heavily rely on Mm -hmm. anymore because you know after a certain point they don't do much for you Mm -hmm. you know after I don't know what the the studies say, but after like, I feel like it's like six months to a year, like your body just gets used to it. And really like, it's probably not doing a whole lot for you anymore. It comes down to like figuring you, out what works for your brain yeah. and yourself to get you at a good calm level. Mm-hmm. So that's been a whole experience in itself <laughs> doing yeah, all yeah. that. And in, in the middle of all this, you're trying to get through engineering and you're right. like a high-performing student. Life can just be, life can be stressful. Mm-hmm. It is for everybody. I don't think that it, people don't ever experience stress. It's something we all we're have all to gonna, go through. Yeah, we're, we're all going to experience it. Right, and, and some people do. just experience it a little more than others. Yeah. And, but it's not a bad thing. And it's not something my therapist told me is that anxiety is not, a disease that you can never get rid of it can be cured and it can be fixed and you don't have to feel like this is something that you have to live for for the rest of your life because it's mm-hmm. not it can't it you can figure out how to get it to work out mm-hmm. and and you know be okay with your thoughts or whatever it may be that stresses you out so so um jumping into another topic given that like you're um and in engineering, I, I like always getting people's tips on um, how to stay productive yeah. throughout the day. And so so what what are some of the things that, that you do that 
um, I guess like uh, many people can apply to, to help them become like much more productive throughout the day. What are some some tips that you have? So my best and most favorite tip is to write down the things that you need to get done. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge list person. Um, so especially during like the school year, I don't only write down my assignments, I write down my appointments or if I want to, you know, go catch a movie on this day, I'm going to write it down so that I know what I need to get done to make that happen for myself. Yeah. So even Um, your recreation, you you write that down too? Right. Because like, that's also really important to keep yourself sane and happy Mm -hmm. is to do those things for yourself that you always want to do and not to let them fall in the background Mm -hmm. and never, you know, get to experience fun and happiness that those things that bring you joy. Um, I'm, I'm not a procrastinator. I don't know whether you can be born this way or not. I feel like maybe you could learn to not be a procrastinator, but thankfully I'm not. And so I am pretty good at not letting things like slide through it. It, I can't go to bed if I know I have something to do. Really? Like what, especially when it comes to school. I wonder if that be, could be causing some of the anxiety because right, because, yeah. like, because I know that you you want to get sleep, but but you also want to get your things but, done that you know. But you so need you to have get this done. opposing opposing like force in your mind that says right. like you're not going to go to sleep until you get this done. Yes, huh? There's a good balance maybe there. Maybe that's though. what's causing some of the anxiety. Yeah, but also I feel like I've planned well enough that usually that doesn't happen to me those like down to the minute Mm -hmm. things that I have to get done. Usually I'm pretty good about not letting that happen. Mm -hmm. Like I know when something's due and I'm the type of person that'll get it done two days before it's due Mm -hmm. and turn it in. Um, Sleep. Sleep is what helps you not be so tired during the day. That's something that, especially when I was drinking a lot of caffeine, I have felt the most energized without caffeine than I ever have in my entire life. Hmm. When I was drinking caffeine, I felt like I needed a nap every day. Now that I've been off caffeine for probably four or five months, I'm I'm up at eight, around eight every morning, and I'm Mm -hmm. good to go till 11 p.m. at night. Like, I I don't ever feel tired. I don't feel like I need a nap in the middle of the day. Um, I have so much more energy now that I'm off the caffeine. I was actually watching a video the other night on caffeine and i think one of the world's leading researchers on caffeine he said something that was like i think really really surprising most people so here's a fact that a lot, a lot of people don't know caffeine has a half-life mm-hmm. so the there's like i think somewhat of a I, I i don't know if you can call it a myth that like after six hours caffeine is 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 all out of your body that's actually not according to him that wasn't true like so if you drink a cup of coffee at let's say for example at noon mm-hmm. right in six hours there's still going to be half the amount of caffeine still floating around so by the time midnight rolls around i think you have something like 20 percent or 10 percent and even that 20 to 10 percent will diminish your sleep yeah i think by a quarter mm-hmm. like roughly so it. so um now me personally yes like I've had the same experiences when I cut caffeine. Um, for some reason, I I dream a lot. Me too. You know, you dream way more. You Me go too. into REM sleep way more. Yeah. You feel energized and refreshed. You, your sleep feels so much like more refre- refreshing. Like I feel like I just sleep so much harder. I've yeah. always been a hard sleeper, but now it's like times yeah. ten. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I wake up just it. And also, I found that when I was drinking a lot of caffeine, it was really hard to wake up. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, it's a, it, you drag. I can just, I can just get you dra- up. You drag out of bed. Right, exactly. Right? And I mean, you have to force yourself to get out of bed. Like when you drink a lot of caffeine. Caffeine to me is, um, I I have made efforts to. I used to drink it kind of throughout the day, but mm-hmm. I've made efforts to only drink it when I wake up, and that's it. Yeah. And so that by the hopefully by about twelve hours, fourteen hours, when I need to go to bed, most of it's going to be out. Like. And then I think I'd like to try to take like one or two days out of the week and just like cut it. Not cold, have it. Not yeah. have any caffeine to kind of reset yourself. Well, I was getting, you know, crazy headaches when I first stopped yeah. drinking. Yeah. And that's how it, I knew like, oh man, I was probably flu, drinking a little way too much. Flu, like Flu-like symptoms for me. Right. Yeah. Like headaches and and it feels like I have the flu. You get, I, I personally get all these aches all yeah. over my body. Yeah. Like as if I'm coming down with like some sort of sickness, but I mm-hmm. know I know that I've cut caffeine enough to know that that's the caffeine withdrawal. 
Right. Right. And like, so, I'll drink green tea mm-hmm, here and there. Mm-hmm. But that to me, it's just like, it's not like a cup of coffee at all. The cup of mm-hmm. coffee gives me the jitters, the shakes, like just, I didn't feel good on it by the end of it. And mm-hmm. that's when I kind of knew like, I don't, you know, I'm 21. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need this anymore. No. And you see no. people starting to drink coffee like so much earlier. Like mm-hmm. like kids in high school are drinking coffee. I, I never. N- I never drank coffee in high school. Yeah, I I never drank coffee until I think it was in my late twenties when I yeah. had to go, I had to go on shift work. And the interesting thing is when I when I first started drinking coffee, I was when I was in my late twenties, because it was so foreign to my body. Um, I would have sort of like these weird heart palpitations. Ha- yes. Yeah. Right. Until your body gets kind of used to it, and then mm-hmm. and then then it goes away. But but yeah, I, I would have these like irregular heartbeats that yeah. that started up. So no, that's um no, that's good that you're you you've cut out caffeine. Um, one more thing. One thing I was going to add to something that I do that I think is like completely like off most people's radar as far as like to-do lists mm-hmm. and i talked about to-do lists on my last episode yeah. with, with ashlyn too um is um i like to write a list of relaxing things or fun yeah. things that and i think people forget that like if kind you of just, like your self-care yeah if if you if if you do nothing but to-do lists like that honestly that to-do list never ends mm-hmm. right and that's a problem with our modern society is um, I was watching yet another video the other day on like productivity and I think one of the world's sort of leading experts on productivity was saying that was, what, one of the problems we have in modern society is, is so for example if you're super super productive with emails right right so so usually what happens is you, you basically get more emails mm-hmm. because now now you're known like you, you you instill it in people's minds that you always respond and are right. super efficient. So so the end result is like your workload just like doubles or triples. Right. So the real key to, I guess you could say like productivity is is a no, hyper focus on like what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't have to get to every single email. You only have, um, you only have so much energy right. in the day to get to get things done. Right. And, and I think um, um, I've, I've I've also heard it somewhere where like I mean we 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 honestly we do have the time to do everything that we want to do. The the real key is is the energy, mm-hmm. you know, the mental, emotional, and physical energy to get things done. Right. Right. And that's the real key. Yeah. Right. But um, sorry, I went off on a little tangent no, there. No, that's but, good. But um, but um. Yeah, I'm. I'm always interested in like how people go on about their day and like what, like what, what are they doing and yeah. what, what can we implement? Um, but um, so, uh, so we good. All right, so let's get into some fun things about Hood River. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your favorite restaurants? Oh man, um, so obviously I live in the Upper Valley. One of my favorite restaurants is Apple Valley Barbecue. Um, so they do obviously barbecue food they Mm -hmm. do wings they do um ribs Mm -hmm. steaks that kind of thing my favorite to get there is their barbecue wings and their caesar salad and they're very you know living that high up they're very close Mm -hmm. and so i don't have to drive all the way down into Hood river to get food um so i like there they are really good they are really good and i would also suggest if you haven't had their meatloaf to try I their don't meatloaf. like meatloaf. You don't? No. Okay. Well. Never have. This one might, you know. It's, it might change it's my a, mind. It got a, it's got a Does really it have onions nice. onions in it? Oh, uh, I can't remember. Because if uh, it has onions, it's a no-go. No, it's a no-go. Yeah. Okay. You I don't, don't like, like onions. onions. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. So no no cilantro and onions and lemon, huh? On No. 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 On tacos, think, I'm always no onion, please. Yeah. Because they always put the diced fresh is it just too sour or you don't like the texture no i just i just think that they taste funny well i don't funny. like biting into a fresh onion that hasn't been cooked i'll eat grilled onions mm-hmm. but it's the fresh cut up see on the opposite i, I like the fresh onion taste no now. but the interesting thing is like okay so um this may be a whole can of worms altogether but like you know they say that your taste buds change over time yeah so um, they could when I was a teenager, and I think in my early twenties too, 
You didn't like onions. I didn't like onions. But now I just absolutely love onions. Yeah, so and maybe it will change. I don't know. Um, I've always, it's like tomatoes, too. I've I don't ne- like I've, tomatoes. No tomatoes? No fresh okay. tomato. No, can't do it, huh? No fresh tomato, no. I'm, I'm growing to get better. Like in salsa, I used to just dip my chip in and only get like the juice. Mm-hmm. But now I can dip it in mm-hmm. and get the tomato and I'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're so uh, the, the, that Maybe. might be a little l- there might be a little change there going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to be the same way about mushrooms. Like I could. Oh, not, I love mushrooms now. I still to this day cannot stand mushrooms. Oh, I love like, them. Like unless like under very very special circumstances. I like so, them on pizza. I like just I them in spaghetti. Yeah. But they have yeah. to be fresh, not canned. I tried the. Um, uh, there were these special mushrooms that are in season, and they sell them yeah, at Rosars. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, they're like they look a little orange or something. Mm-hmm. On, like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. But but those were actually okay. It had like a little bit of a, a of a nutty taste to it. I I sautéed them in butter and put them on toast, and that was that was that was doable. But like the your garden mushrooms, I just cannot stand <laughs> on a pizza at all. Like. And the the weird thing is that it's it's everything about the mushrooms. It's the taste, the texture, and like yeah, the, the like the how that how that like smell permeates my nasal cavity. I just cannot do it. I don't like it. That's funny. And going one step further, um, I would even go so far as to say that like I can't stand mushrooms that have even touched a pizza because then because when you cook then you a have pizza, that, you, like, you, taste. you get that that mushroom juice gets all over the. And I can't I can't take the mushrooms off. Yeah. So anyway, I know that was that I was a, like, like a strange factoid about yeah. about me, but no, but that's how I feel about certain things too. Like yeah. it spreads, and then it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. Edible. Yeah. The 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 flavor spreads when you cook it throughout the. Right. So, yeah. So um, okay back on track <laughs> uh apple valley barbecue um now what are, what are your favorite places in town so i'm gluten free for the most part mm-hmm. i can i'm not i don't have celiac but if i eat gluten it really upsets my stomach mm-hmm. so i really like solstice's gluten-free pizza mm-hmm. i work obviously right next to them so that's something i get pretty often i get the carnivore gluten-free pizza I didn't know that they had a gluten-free pizza. It's amazing. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. I know that they do gluten-free and Palenti does gluten-free. Uh-huh. Um, so I get Solstice pretty often. And their fries are really good, too. They'll, like, throw in fries for me occasionally because they know I yeah. work next door. Um, and Palenti has a gluten-free pizza, too? Yeah, they oh. do. Yeah. And it's pretty good, too. Um, we have a good... Um, my boyfriend's friend that he has a business with they're from the east coast they're from connecticut mm-hmm. and so we we're actually over there the other day and we we're like what place has the best pizza to you because they're you know they have their facts and opinions about pizza it's mm-hmm. a little bit different over there and they said that polenti probably has the best pizza mm-hmm. in their opinion here mm-hmm. as being from the east coast so i thought that was kind of cool because i really I've, do like polentis yeah i've i've i think i've expressed this before to certain friends where um uh i've lived on the east coast in maryland before and i didn't i I was i think i used to go up to new york city sometimes Mm -hmm. and i i got a few slices at a few different places and i didn't really see much of a difference much of a difference in the pizza pizza's pizza to me honestly yeah yeah, that's been my experience too. Yeah. Like, so I'm not going to be picky about pizza. Pizza's good. I mean, I'm not going to doubt that there are there are some places that are absolutely right. just like just absolutely amazing. Right. Like, I'm sure there are. It's just yes. like maybe I went to the touristy parts where they can just yeah, sell us exactly. anything. Exactly. You know, but um, but no, that's that's uh, that's good. The that Palenti was um, was it was impressive too. To yeah, to them. Yeah. Um. So we go there. I go to Lilo's Barbecue a mm-hmm. lot because. Obviously, it's just rice and meat. It's gluten-free mm-hmm. for me. I actually went there yesterday, and I get their teriyaki chicken, and it's really mm-hmm. good. Um, I really like Kobe down on the water, mm-hmm. mainly because they are one of the few places that stays open pretty mm-hmm. late. I mm-hmm. think they stay open until 10. Yeah. yeah. And that's just really nice for me, especially like if I work super late and I just want to go like pick something up. Usually, every other place is closed. And I think so, the only place that's open till midnight or like, and then one a.m. in the on on the weekends, just so everyone knows, is Domino's. Yeah, you can actually get Domino's up until like I think one a.m. 
Yes. Like I probably wouldn't. That's call why too. At like making the adjustment from Corvallis to here is sometimes difficult food-wise because Corvallis is a college town. Everything's gonna stay open mm-hmm. either 24 hours or like at least till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas here, like most places are closing at eight o'clock. Yeah. Or like yeah. nine o'clock max. Yeah. Nine, um, nine o'clock max usually is is. Well, you have a couple of places like um, I know Whiskey Tango stays open until yeah. like I think uh, they I stay open pretty exact, late. Yeah, tw- what was it? Twelve thirty, one o'clock, maybe. I think it's one. And yeah. then um, there's um, River City Saloon. Yep, they, they stay they, open. They stay open quite late. So, the, so there are places. Which, by the way, I saw on Instagram that they're having an eighties an party on Thursday. So, just putting that out there. Yeah, we. <laughs> I've been going to the ruins a lot too. I don't know if you know uh-huh. about the ruins. It's live music down yeah. by the train tracks. Yeah. Um, but they only have Solstice Pizza, so I don't usually eat there. Oh. Because they okay. don't. They just have their little food cart, so it's just yeah. all like what they've already made. Yeah. Um, and then I would say I've had Rommel's one time, mm-hmm. and I thought that it was so good. I've just never. I haven't been back. Mm-hmm. But I think I got their chicken piccata, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Really. Yeah. Um, obviously it's like a little bit spendier because it's like authentic mm-hmm. Italian cuisine. Yeah. Yeah. Like the guy who owns it is mm-hmm. Italian. Um, so there is pretty good. And then we like to eat at the, the Hood River Chinese restaurant. That's not the one with the panda bear. Mm-hmm. The other one that's downtown across from Pietro's. Mm-hmm. My family really likes their across from Pietro's. Chinese. Yeah. Yeah, I know where that's um, at. And I've grown up going there since I was very little. Like, as long as I can remember. They have great yeah. egg flour soup. They're like my favorite egg flour soup ever. Wow. I'm going to yeah. have to try that. It's amazing. I love it. They have crab wow. puffs, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. They're pretty good. Wow. Yeah, I would say, like, that's kind of my go-to. My boyfriend used to work at Sixth Street Bistro mm-hmm. and Pub. So we go there occasionally. They have a good burger. Sixth Street is really good. Yes, I like them. I like their fries a lot. They're very good. It's I gotta I gotta say at Sixth Street I had um, I think this was a couple months ago, but what was it four or five months ago now? I think they they made one of the most um, delicious bowls of uh, Vietnamese pho. Yeah. They cook I think that they had to simmer or cook this broth for something like they they told me they they had to like simmer it for like 12 hours or something but it was absolutely amazing. I I went I back. haven't had it but I bet it, it was, was good. It was. It yeah. was worth every penny. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So um now what what about um what what are your some of your favorite um activities to do like outdoors here in in hood river yeah so i love to hike hiking is like my favorite outdoor activity to do Mm -hmm. so when i come home from school you know we either hike just like above my house because i live in the forest or you know we go out east a little bit into like Mosher and do rowena we don't usually do the hikes along 84 on the Oregon side Mm -hmm. just because they get very crowded now with a lot of people coming in from Portland Um, so I like to do a lot around Mount Hood honestly Mm -hmm. those are my favorite I just like being up by the mountain so whether it be like parts of the PCT Mm -hmm. or you know I try to do Tamanawas every once in a while are those hikes like kind of like out in the wilderness then or like yeah, kind of. I mean, there's a lot of trailheads just off of... I th- is that Highway 22, 26? I don't know what that highway mm-hmm. is called. Um, just off of there. Or, you know, you can start at Timberline and hike parts of the PCT. Just being outside mm-hmm. is my favorite thing to do during the summer here. Mm-hmm. It's like the absolute best because, yeah. you know, it gets hot, but it's a dry heat usually and it's it's never that bad to me personally i'm just used to it Mm -hmm. um i do like going down to the water or to Mm -hmm. mount hood the Mm -hmm. hood usually Mm -hmm. swimming in the columbia hasn't been my favorite recently just because like i do a lot of research into like the water health of the columbia and it's Mm -hmm. like it's not the best it's Mm -hmm. obviously worse in other places but Mm -hmm. 
I can take the cold enough to just swim in the hood. Yeah. Especially when it's really hot. It doesn't really yeah, matter to yeah. me. So we like to go to like Tucker and take Tucker the dogs. Park is nice. Yeah. yeah, I love Tucker Park. We've mm-hmm. been going there a lot this summer. Um, and then I like to, you know, just go like to the old trunk. That's an antique store off of D Highway mm-hmm. that my sister and my mom really likes. We'll go there or I'll just like go hang out downtown take a book you know a lot of people say that hood river doesn't have a lot of things to do when in Mm -hmm. reality like it really does if you like being outside oh yeah like well it's an outdoor person's disney world right exactly we go across the river too quite often they have you know the antique shops over there and then they have the syncline trail Mm -hmm. that's just beautiful it has like a bunch of little waterfalls like little maui Really? Yeah, and you just like hike what, up what's along. It, what's it called? The Sinclair? The Syncline. Syncline. And maybe that's like not exactly. Th- that's what my boyfriend calls it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's called that though. And you literally just like hike up the face of the of the wall there. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful. And the wildflowers are always out. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really fun thing for me too is like looking into when wildflowers bloom in certain parts of the gorge and then going and checking them out. Getting some good photographs. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically being outside mm-hmm. <laughs> in general. And that's really good for your mental health too. Oh like yeah. Getting back it's to amazing. Mental, like I really do think that like being outside, it helps connect the mind to like our place in, in right. nature and in maybe even the universe. Yeah. Like, especially like if you go out at night and look at the stars, I, mm-hmm. I've actually been wanting to get um, a telescope. Yeah. What, well, what the is, stars are just great here. It's so clear yeah. that you can see them every oh, yeah. night. Yeah, I I have actually been wanting to get a telescope and go to that little sandbar in the middle of Columbia. Yeah, and um, yeah, especially when it gets cold, mm-hmm. start a little fire, and then yeah, it'd be and awesome. Then, and then like I know I don't know if you've ever seen a planet with your own eyes, but it's one of the most amazing experiences. No, I haven't. You should. Yeah, you should. I really should do that. It's like um, to me, like yeah, I don't know. No. I don't. Know. I love looking at. I've been gone into to astrology and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. I've just been learning a lot about the stars and the, the huge. Yeah. And like, it's just like a huge thing topic to learn about, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing. And like Corvallis, I'm lucky too. You can see usually, but it's not like here. Do they have a planetarium there in Corvallis by chance? I don't know. You should definitely check on that. Probably. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Uh, at least, they probably have one close mm-hmm. just because, you know, Eugene's yeah. not far I, in. I like to tell people, like, the first time I saw Saturn, the the planet Saturn with my own eyes, it's just, to, to me, it was like, like, um, the difference between, like, you know, you can see a picture of the Grand Canyon or Mount Hood right. in a book, and it's not the same as seeing it. With your own eyes. With your own eyes. Looking at a planet through a telescope for the first time, it, it, um, it's really um awe-inspiring yeah you know because because you you look at these pictures in a book and it's just it's just not real until you just see it for yourself yeah and it's just it, that's what i love about um i, I really want to get a like a really nice telescope and mm-hmm. maybe even start an astronomy club around here if there's yeah, not already cool. which by the way little side note um i think that they're done with the observatory up in goldendale oh so you can actually go um, they, you know that they have an observatory there. Uh-uh, I didn't know that. So they do. And I want to, um, uh, I love sharing this fact because I randomly looked this up on Wikipedia one time. Random fact. Okay. Yeah. In case you ever need to win the jackpot at Jeopardy. Here's, okay. Here's your factoid. Okay. So many people don't know why there's an observatory in Goldendale. And, okay. And you, you don't. No, you don't I don't know. know. Okay. So. That was where they first tested Einstein's theory of relativity. Oh, and, wow. And how this came, I'll tell you how this came about. Um, right after Einstein developed his theory of relativity, they wanted to test it out. So they, there was uh, some sort of astronomical event happening that only, like, I think, I, I don't know the specifics, but I think a star was going to go from this side of the sun to the other side or something like that there was some astronomical something crazy, something crazy that they they could test it and they but they had to do it right then so they needed a place where they could build an observatory away from a major city 
a place where there's a lot of loggers and woodworkers and a place where there's a lot of natural resources. So, so Goldendale. Goldendale became like the place where they could build an observatory within a very short amount of time. Wow. And it had to be like and it and it had to be pretty remote too. Mm-hmm. So so Goldendale was it. So they basically that's how Goldendale got the observatory. That's super cool. Yeah. And it's been there ever since and has been like sort of like this like sort of weird not weird, but like this slight like, tourist. Well, why is it there? Why yeah. is why is there an observatory way out in just like Goldendale? You know, but, yeah. But they've I think they've re-renovated it and now it's becoming like a nice attraction that you can actually. That's cool. Yeah, totally. So brings so, in probably good tourists. So to I've 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 just area. completely just shown how much I can geek out on yeah on like <laughs> stars and planets and everything. So um, now what what made you want to go into um, like learn about astrology? Um, to be honest, I've always loved Zodiac stuff, Mm -hmm. but like didn't know really like the whole story behind it. And I really needed a club to join at Oregon Mm -hmm. State. So that was Because on scholarships, they always ask you like, oh, are you in any clubs? Yeah. And I'd only been there for a year and I just like felt bad not having any extracurricular activities. And one of my good friends who went to high school here, who goes to Oregon State, he was the head of this astrology club. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided to go and fell in love with it the people are really cool Mm -hmm. and it's not a club that i like dread having to take time out of my day to go to a club meeting like it's actually very fun you know we do a lot of like tarot card readings and Mm -hmm. crystals and all that Mm -hmm. all that jazz and it's just really cool learning about it i believe there's a new store that opened up in the dallas like like a um i can't remember if it's like like a magic store or something but but it, it deals in all that that's cool yeah yeah so i've been when I have the time, like, learning about that kind of stuff in the history, and it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 awesome. Um, so, uh, now, um, uh, any, uh, any closing uh, questions or remarks, comments? Uh, mm. how, can, how can people find you? Podcast wise? Or just uh, both, both Instagram. Oh yeah, podcast. Um, so I have a whole Instagram and Twitter account for my podcast. The Instagram is at Unqualified Talk, just the name of my podcast, and then on Twitter it's at Unqualified mm-hmm. underscore T. And then um, my main accounts are linked on my um, podcast Instagram, and both are public accounts, so anybody okay. can follow. And most most of your topics as of right now, they're just just uh, just free free flowing. Just right. Kind of. I get a lot of inspiration from another podcaster and YouTuber called. Um, her name is Emma Chamberlain. It's funny we have the same initials and we're the same age, mm-hmm. and we're we both. I would say we look pretty similar too. Mm-hmm. Like she's blonde haired. I think blue or brown eyed. You know, I didn't get to ask that earlier. Like, what? Because you mentioned like I got an inspiration from other podcasters. I didn't get a chance to ask like, yeah. what podcasters. So yeah. that's okay. So she was basically my main. I've grown up watching her on YouTube mm-hmm. like ever since seventh or eighth grade, and I kind of followed her. And then she started a podcast probably like a like two years ago, and I just loved listening. I think she's hilarious, and mm-hmm. she's very real and authentic, and obviously she's an influencer she has a lot of following but she's Mm -hmm. not afraid to you know speak her truth and Mm -hmm. so i just i really enjoyed hers and her podcast is called anything goes so she literally talks about whatever she wants to talk about too and that's Uh kind of where i got my inspiration to not have like like a set a set thing topic that i have to talk about okay yeah oh cool cool yeah so i would say that that she's like the person who inspired me the most and Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty cool and i get like she has a instagram account too and i kind of get my ideas on how to like get my podcast episodes out Mm -hmm. and yeah and my podcast is available on amazon google apple spotify yeah so usually any place that you listen to it you can probably find it yeah and she grew up here in hood river and yes i am very happy that she decided to join me on the podcast i know because yeah we, i'm we've thankful been, for having like um, for you I, having me yeah i was um so i i take these kind of nightly walks yeah just for the listeners a little bit more of a backstory so i take these nightly walks and like like i mentioned earlier that's um like 
on one of my walks, I think we just started talking about like like there's another lady there and oh that's i remember talking, yeah. like bid- business and advertising yeah. and then i mentioned that i was starting a podcast right okay and you were okay, like yeah i that, have I'm, a podcast yeah i'm like i'm i'm yeah it's it's coming back to me now yeah so that and then and um yeah we just started just uh chatting about podcasts and we've always been kind of saying like oh i should have you on my podcast sometime yeah. and and so we finally we we were finally sitting and chatting about yeah. all sorts of things <laughs> yes so uh and I work at Romeo Gelato, by the way. If you yeah. like gelato, you should come down and get some at the yeah. waterfront. <laughs> okay, quick psycho. What is the difference between ice cream and gelato? <laughs> I get asked, yeah, <laughs> this is a question I get asked a lot. Just so now <laughs> my answer is pretty solid. So, so our gelato, we make it all ourselves. And there's not as much half and half as there is in ice cream. And gelato also like came before ice cream like one is one of the things that like us americans kind of like took really you know like yeah you know like we we, every every culture just kind of yeah you know does their does somebody else's thing in their own way like their tweak right and then how we took the pizza and added pineapple right exactly we did that (laughs) yes and there's no preservatives in gelato so it only stays good for like a couple days so you have to like it make has it to, has and to be then, consumed right then. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um so so and you you guys make make that Yes, thing? and there's so, oh, wow. way less sugar in mm-hmm. it than ice cream. Okay. So like a cup of our gelato is the same amount of sugar as an mm-hmm. apple. That's what I tell people. So it's not like mm-hmm. a dessert that you should feel like really bad. That's why Italians wake up and eat gelato at like nine in the morning. Yeah. Because it's just like and then you a normal can, food. Then you can just go and burn it off on a walk on the river. Well, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah, we do a bunch of, like, cool, unique flavors. Us employees, like, we get to help make it. It's a very mm-hmm. cool business. The owners, um, they're from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I think one of them has, you know, some European... Ties or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but they're just a husband and wife, a couple. And, okay. yeah, it's a really cool little place. Sweet to come get a dessert besides Mike's ice cream. I think that those are really the only two in Hood River for mm-hmm. dessert-wise besides Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and Mike's ice cream is really good, too. Yeah. Like I love... I love. Um, I haven't been yet this year just because I, like, work at a gelato car, yeah, and so yeah. whenever I want dessert, <laughs> I just either I'm at you, work and I eat some exactly, or exactly. I go and get some. And you live right next to... I mean, not not live, but, like, you work right next to Solstice, too, so... And exactly. They've, they've, got some, they've got some great stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, if there's, uh, no more, uh, um, any more comments, I think we're just going to wrap this up and I want to thank Emily for coming out today and joining me for, yeah, thanks for having me 21st episode. And, um, I I don't know how many episodes you have out yourself now. The ninth one will be coming out this Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, you guys uh, should definitely follow her. She is, uh, she's got a lot of great content. She covers a lot of like, just, um, I, I've I've listened to I think a few now, yeah and they've been uh, just uh, like it's 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 a great great listen to like see you just cover so many different topics mm-hmm. especially like I think one of your episodes you you covered growing up here in Hood River and like just yeah things that happen in like middle school high school sports yeah. anxiety depression you're just covering yep. all sorts of like different topics so yeah it's all been right. really fun. All right. Well, thank you, Emily, for joining us. And I want to no thank problem. you for listening. And um, I'll see you. I'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah.